welcome to A Course in Miracles Daily Workbook Lessons for Regular People. I'm your host, Reverend Robin. This podcast is companion to my first one, which is A Course in Miracles for Regular People, where we read and discuss the text of A Course in Miracles. In this podcast, we read and discuss the daily workbook lessons that go with the course. I love these lessons and what they do for me and I love to discuss them with others who are on their journey to atonement. There's several ways that you can reach out to me if you'd like to chat. I'm on Twitter at ACIMFOR. I'm on Facebook at A Course in Miracles for Regular People. My email is ACIMDWLFRP. That's A Course in Miracles Daily Workbook Lessons for Regular People. ACIMDWLFRP at gmail.com or you can simply go to anchor.fm and leave a voice message and while you're there if you'd like you can make a donation to support this podcast and I'd really appreciate that now let's get started with today's lesson good morning today is another key lesson Key Lesson 140 Only Salvation Can Be Said to Cure Only Salvation Can Be Said to Cure Cure is a word that cannot be applied to any remedy that the world accepts as beneficial. What the world perceives as therapeutic is but what will make the body quote-unquote better. When it tries to heal the mind, it sees no separation from the body where it thinks the mind exists. Its forms of healing thus must substitute illusion for illusion. One belief in sickness takes another form, and so the patient now perceives himself as well. (coughs) He is not healed. He merely had a dream that he was sick, and in the dream, He found a magic formula to make him well. Yet, he has not awakened from the dream. And so his mind remains exactly as it was before. He has not seen the light that would awaken him and end the dream. What difference does the content of a dream make in reality? One either sleeps or wakens. There is no in-between. The happy dreams that the Holy Spirit brings are different from the dreaming of the world. In the world, one can merely dream that he is awake. The dreams that forgiveness lets the mind perceive do not induce another form of sleep so that the dreamer merely dreams a different dream. The Holy Spirit's happy dreams are heralds of the dawn of truth upon the mind. The happy dreams when we, that we experience when we begin listening to the voice for God, the voice of truth, are not just a different form of sleep. It's the beginning of waking of the mind. They, these dreams, lead from sleep to gentle waking so that dreams are gone and thus they cure for all eternity. Atonement heals with certainty and cures all sickness. 
For the mind which understands that sickness can be nothing but a dream is not deceived by forms that the dream may take. Sickness, where guilt is absent, cannot come. In other words, if, you're, if you don't believe you're guilty, there can't be sickness there. For it is but another form of guilt. Sickness is an, an indication that we believe that we're guilty. Atonement does not heal the sick, for that is not a cure. It takes away the guilt that makes the sickness possible. And that is cure indeed, for sickness now is gone, with nothing left to which it can return. So atonement does not heal the sick. Atonement takes away the guilt that makes the sickness possible. And then when the guilt is gone, the sickness is gone. And the sickness has nothing left to which it can return. The sickness is gone and because the guilt is gone, there's no way that the sickness can come back because sickness is a result and evidence of guilt. Continuing. Peace be to you who have been cured in God and not in idle dreams. In other words, when you, when you know the atonement, when you receive that revelation and you hang on to that and you just know it's beyond just revelation, it's just knowing, then we have peace. So peace be to you who have been cured in God and not in idle dreams. For cure must come from holiness, and holiness cannot be found where sin is cherished. So as long as we think that we're sinners, then we don't believe that we're holy. Then we're cherishing that sin. <clears throat> God abides in holy temples. He is barred where sin has entered. Yet there is no place where he's not. And therefore, sin can have no home in which to hide from his beneficence. There is no place where holiness is not, and nowhere that sin and sickness can abide. This is why this is a key lesson. Because there is no place where God is not, where source is not, where creator is not. God, source, creator is holy. And we created in the image of God, of Father, source, creator, we are holy as well. And when we really, really grasp that, then it says sin can have no home in which to hide from his beneficence. And there is no place where holiness is not. And nowhere that sin and sickness can abide. When we know we're holy, when we know we're one with God, there is no place that sin and sickness can be. This 
is the thought that cures. The thought that wherever God exists is holy. And where sin is, there is no holiness. Yet, God is everywhere. Holiness is all that exists. So this is the thought that cures. It does not make distinctions among unrealities. Nor does it seek to heal what is not sick, being unmindful where the need for healing is. It does not seek to heal what is not sick, unmindful where the need for healing is. It just doesn't even pay attention. This thought that all there is is holiness doesn't even notice where sickness is, where the need for healing is, because there is no need for healing in reality. Continuing, this is no magic. It is merely an appeal to truth, which cannot fail to heal and heal forever. So, the truth, it says this is, this is an appeal to truth, which cannot fail to heal. It's the truth that cannot fail to heal and heal forever. It is not a thought that judges an illusion by its size, its seeming gravity, or anything that is related to the form that the illness, the, the illusion, takes. It's as easy to create a castle as a button. It's as easy to heal a minor scrape as a quote-unquote deadly disease. So, truth is the thought that does not judge illusion by its size. Truth merely focuses on what is. And truth knows that no illusion can be real. Let us not try today to seek a cure to seek to cure what cannot suffer sickness. So it says we're not trying to cure something that can't suffer sickness. If it can't suffer sickness, there's no need for healing. Healing must be sought only where it is and then applied to what is sick so that what is sick can be cured. There is no remedy that the world provides that can affect a change in anything. The mind that brings illusions to the truth is really changed. There is no change but this. For how can one illusion differ from another but in attributes that have no substance, no reality, no core, and nothing that is truly different? So how can one illusion differ from another except in attributes that have no substance? The attributes of illusion have no substance, no reality, no core, and nothing that is truly different. Illusion is illusion. It doesn't matter what form the illusion takes. There can be ten different illusions that appear completely different. But they're all illusions, so none of them really matter. <laughs> Continuing. Today, 
we seek to change our minds about the source of sickness. For we seek a cure for all illusions, not another shift among them, not a shift from one illusion to another illusion, but an eradication of illusions altogether. We will try today to find the source of healing, which is in our minds, because our Father placed it there for us. Remembering that our minds are one with God's mind. We think with God's mind, we think God's thoughts. God's thoughts are in our minds, and that is the source of healing. <clears throat> it is not farther from us than from ourselves. The source of healing is not farther from us than ourselves are. It is as near to us as our own thoughts, so close it is impossible to lose. We need but seek it, and it must be found. We will not be misled today by what appears to us as sick. We go beyond appearances today and reach the source of healing from which nothing is exempt. We will succeed to the extent to which we realize that there can never be a meaningful distinction made between what is untrue and equally untrue. One illusion is the same as another, even if they're different, they're still illusions. Here there are no degrees, no beliefs that what does not exist is truer in some forms than others. It doesn't matter what form, it doesn't exist. All of them are false and can be cured because they are not true. So do we lay aside our amulets, our charms and medicines, our chants and bits of magic in whatever form they take, we will be still and listen for the voice of healing, which will cure all ills as one, restoring sameness to the Son of God. No voice but this voice can cure. Today, we hear a single voice, capital V, which speaks to us of truth where all illusions end and peace returns to the eternal, quiet home of God. We wake in hearing him and let him speak to us five minutes as the day begins and end the day by listening again five minutes more before we go to sleep. Our only preparation is to let our interfering thoughts be laid aside, not separately, but all of them as one. They are the same. They are interfering thoughts, and we'll just lay them aside. We have no need to make them different, and thus delay the time when we can hear our Father speak to us. We hear him now. We come to him today, with nothing in our hands to which we cling. With lifted hearts and listening minds, we pray. And this is what we pray. Only salvation can be said to cure. Speak to us, Father, that we may be healed. 
and we will feel salvation cover us with soft protection and with peace so deep that no illusion can disturb our minds nor offer proof to us that it is real. This will we learn today and we will say our prayer for healing hourly and take a minute as the hour strikes to hear the answer to our prayer be given us as we attempt in silence as we attend in silence and enjoy. This is the day when healing comes to us. This is the day when separation ends and we remember who we really are. Only salvation can be said to cure. This is the thought that cures. The thought that there is only holiness and sin and sickness cannot exist where holiness exists. Peace be to you who have been cured in God. Today, 